You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Icehouse Podcast. My name is Briar. Loving being able to chat with our alumni, business owners and leaders. And today's no different. I'm talking with John Roberts. He has done our Taking Your Business Forward program and now uh, is a part owner in Origin. Uh, And Origin is a New Zealand family company with a passion for keeping families and businesses safer. And we were just saying before that uh, during COVID was a good time to um, have some ownership in a cleaning and health product company. So uh, looking forward to the chat, John. It's going to be good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'd like to start with some quick fire just to warm things up. And um, I'll start with this one. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Uh, It would definitely be my grandfather who passed away just before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Special way. I love that when it's family, that, um, yeah, yeah, that quality time for sure. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Um, It would be about how martial arts principles translate to business ownership and leadership. Mm, elite sport I like that I have some good conversations with people that have a background in elite sport and exactly that how it relates so well to building businesses so yeah uh, we'll definitely look back to that soon when are you most productive uh the afternoon so from about three until five Uh, normally it's when all of the orders have gone out and I can relax a bit (laughs) yeah good cool (laughs) on the other side when are you most relaxed the other side of the day, the morning. So from about four o'clock in the morning till about eight. And you're up then? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I have to ask the question um, now. What does a day in the life of John look like? So I'd wake up at around 4, 4.30, go to training. So either Brazilian jiu-jitsu or go for a run. Um, then get back home, have some breakfast with my son. He's one and a half. So it's always nice to spend some time with him before I head to work. Then going to work, team catch-ups first thing in the morning so that I can make sure that everyone knows what they're working on. Then smashing out tasks for the day. If it's a Thursday, then it's out on the road selling, meeting clients, and then heading home, take my son to bed, and then I either head back out to training or relax with my wife. Very cool. I like that. And obviously, um, this elite sport, uh, is it jiu-jitsu? Is that the one that you do? or? Yeah, so jiu-jitsu, karate, and muay thai. Wow. obviously a big part of your world. So looking forward to diving into that a bit more, but yeah, it gives us a good insight into your day. And last quick fire, what was your first ever job? Um, Helping with my family's veterinary pharmaceutical company during school holidays. Mm, Cool. I like it. In the business from early. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's John and and what are you passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about basically keeping families safer. that uh, when we had our rebrand to origin away from what we previously were I wanted to make sure that the ethos of the entire management team went alongside with what we all personally believed Mm. so for me family is such a massive part Um, family and protecting others which you can tell through the different martial arts that that runs deep in me yeah did that get even deeper when you had your own kid 100 percent interesting yeah so it's already there but then yep. when your own kid came along, it was like a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. When my son turned up, everything just changed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. The 70 hour work weeks changed into slightly less so that I could spend some time with my son. 
Mm. And so important, right? Like yeah. so important to have that balance and to spend time with family. Yeah, especially um, during those early years. Yeah, totally. And and on that same sort of similar path, what is a childhood memory for yourself um, that's been really formative to who you are today? Um, it would definitely be my black belt grading through karate. So I sat my black belt, my first done at about 15. So I just came back from training in Japan with some of the higher grades and then went through my black belt and the mental shift that you have to make to be able to make your way through that journey definitely helped set me up. Wow. Okay. So when did you start um, karate? Started karate and Muay Thai when I was 10. So I was getting bullied at primary school and Mm -hmm. it was a way to help solve that. Wow. And then obviously have kept that up as an adult. Yeah. And that's quite sort of not super common. You know, people normally will drop, um, you know, sports like that uh, sort of after college or um, high school. How has that affected you being able to have a sport that you can fully invest that time and mental space into? And, and what has it done for your mental capacity? It definitely helps to free my brain up. So when I'm at training, my brain's not on anything other than trying not to get punched in the face or trying to avoid getting choked. So <laughs> you kind of have to be <laughs> singularly focused. <laughs> yeah, everything else washes away. <laughs> yeah. My to-do list just sits there. I'm too worried about not getting kicked in the face. (laughs) Wow. I like that perspective. That is very good. Um, I'd love to hear about the the career journey as well to to set the scene and then how it leads to um, the business that you you own a little bit of now. Yeah, definitely. So my career started off um, obviously working for the family pharmaceutical company through my youth. Obviously, my parents um, bought the business in 2001 off of my grandparents so third generation in that pharmaceutical side at the moment so helping out with that through school holidays then started teaching kickboxing after school and then picked up a job bartending um, uh, during the weekends during my teenage years and then from there went back to the family pharmaceutical company started basically sweeping the warehouse floor from the ground up then moved into a sales role and then marketing and then operations And then there was one product that was going really, really well with the veterinary side. So that got pulled across into the company that ended up becoming Origin. So I bought into the company in 2017 and then had the rebrand to Origin in 2019 and then really started pumping it. Yeah. And how big would the team be now? Team, we've got two based in Sydney. We've got one working on contract for us in Paris and we've got four in New Zealand. Wow. Awesome. That's cool. Why, why global? Is there interest overseas for the products? Yeah, definitely. So our main export market is Australia at the moment. Um, we've got, given it's a whole bunch of chemicals, um, cleaning, disinfection, high-level mm-hmm. hygiene, so hospital-grade sort of products, um, laboratories and mines. So many different industries require the product and we've basically just been able to fill it through distributors that were originally set up in New Zealand. And then they obviously grew into export companies. So we were able to grow alongside them. Brilliant. That makes complete sense. That's very cool. What's been a highlight of the journey so far? Highlight of the journey is definitely meeting so many different people. I mean, travel is obviously nice, um, but really working with the people, working with our distributors, clients and our team as well. I mean, we're a relatively small team still, so it's a nice close-knit team. Yeah, that's very cool. 
And so this isn't the same family family business that you were talking about at the start, right? These are two different businesses. No, this is the, this the company. So yeah, the oh, main the company. pharmaceutical yeah. company is still up and running. Um, and then this is the sister company to that. Yeah, awesome. That makes sense. What's the current challenge you guys are facing uh, and looking to overcome this year within the business? Uh, since working with Ice House, we've started a approach into retail stores and big box retailers primarily. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely the challenge that we're trying to overcome at the moment. The mm-hmm. retail side is a lot different to the B2B um, business structure that we previously had. Yeah. Okay. In what way? Is it like branding or just getting the name out there or? Bit of both. So previously with B2B, we'd be able to go in and sell our products on the technical details. But with a retail store, if it sits on the shelf for say 12 weeks and only one person buys it, then it's just going to get dropped off the shelf. Mm. So trying to work out a way to communicate our messaging directly to the end consumer so that they want to come to the shelf and pick it up. Mm, yes, of course. That must be a whole different ball game. So yeah, that is yeah. interesting. Different way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, a very different way of thinking. Um, I don't like talking about COVID heaps in podcasts because I'm like, <laughs> you've done that. But also in this way, I'm kind of very interested. How did that look for you guys where it was just like, you know, there just was that, I'm sure there was that massive increase in demand for your guys' products. How did that sort of managing of growth look like for you guys? Luckily for us, we had quite a bit of stock at that point and we had a distribution network that was set up where we'd be able to help out um, pretty much straight away. So it was basically plug and play. All we had to do is move more stock through our existing supply channel. So we sold through six months worth of stock in the first three weeks. Wow. Wow. So we just over doubled during that period. um, And now it's come back again slightly because obviously there's not the same demand for disinfectants that there previously were. Um, But yeah, it was a useful product to have during that time. But equally, we didn't want to be seen to be um, pushing our product during that period. So we didn't put any prices up for our main disinfectant throughout Mm. that period. We still haven't. So our prices that we're supplying to clients is still around about the same pricing that was offered back in 2017. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. For the most part, our manufacturers have been really supportive. So we've been able to hold our prices. There have been a couple of small price increases on specific lines this year, but that's due to the um, bottles and labels and everything, price increases. But yep. we've it as minimal as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. And have you noticed that the demand sort of settled a little bit or is it still pumping? The demand settled a bit, um, which is part of the reason why we're looking at new areas to go into. Luckily, we didn't expand our team during that period. So we kept our existing team and then my wife, parents and I stayed during the weekend to help Mm -hmm. get more stock ready to go out. So we since we didn't have to expand the team, we don't have to shrink the team. So we're still able to just keep trading with the same amount of people in our team as previous. Yeah. That sounds like a really healthy way of sort of managing that growth day is going, okay, this might not last forever. So it's not worth us getting in, you know, 10 new full-time staff to manage this load. That's going to only be six months to a year. So yeah, that sounds makes complete sense. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, within your within your industry, I'm I'm guessing there'd be maybe a few misconceptions. Um, what is a misconception that you'd like to debunk? Mainly that all disinfectants aren't made equal. So there's the thing with disinfectants is it's almost like a blind product. So you don't know if it's working until someone actually gets sick. So if you're continually using spray and wipe on your kitchen bench, everything seems perfect, everything seems clean, but then your family's still getting sick somehow. So mm. there are different types of disinfectants that have to be used during clean conditions and during dirty conditions. Mm. So a higher level hospital grade disinfectants like ours, for example, is effective in dirty conditions, which means if there's chicken bits on the countertop, you don't have to soak wash everything down and then disinfect you can just use the disinfectant straight away and it'll kill all of the bacteria mm. on the surface interesting i didn't really have so that would differ a lot to like the everyday supermarket disinfectant that you'd pick yeah. up yeah yeah 100 a lot of the everyday um, supermarket disinfectants are inactivated by dirt so if there's dirt or grime on the surface the disinfectant aspect of the product stops mm. wow so for your own home, do you use your own products? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, use our products for cleaning pretty much everything. Use our laundry disinfectant for disinfecting my son's stuff because obviously with a baby, you need laundry disinfectant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I need to look into this product. This is good. Um, if you could go back in time, what's a piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? That you definitely can't be hitting the pavement and going straight out and talking to people mm. um, I know myself being slightly younger it's a lot easier to try and either phone people or flick out a quick email but you just get so much more done when you're meeting people face to face yeah so true you move a lot faster eh? I can imagine yeah. yeah that's awesome what was the process like of, of buying into the business how did that opportunity come up um, my dad basically wanted me to be more a part of that side of the business so the sister company so ended up working together on a deal and yeah I got brought in with a shareholding and then basically as soon as I became part of as soon as I became a director then I really solely started focusing on that side of the business as opposed mm. to the group of companies that we've got yeah makes sense bit more of a, a big thinking question but um with all of this in mind what motivates you every day and do you have that sense of purpose in what you do I'm guessing it's sort of around that healthy families but um yeah 100 yeah, it's definitely around my family so my family motivates me looking after and protecting my family for not only health but financial aspects as well the better mm -hmm. I'm help, having the company do the better protected my family is yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Changing gears a bit, I'd love to hear about your experience with the Ice House. Um, how did you hear of the Ice House in the first place? I was actually looking for a coaching program. Ah, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, I knew that, for example, professional sports people always have a coach that helped them grow. And I was thinking, well, as a business owner that I'm wanting to try and grow the company, I need someone to help me along that journey. So that's how I came across the Ice House. <laughs> that's brilliant. I love that like we said at the start, eh, that alignment between elite sport and business. Um, but yeah, like all those elite sports people have coaches. Very, very true. Were there any hesitations for you before joining the program? No, none. Okay, straight yeah. in. Yeah, I knew what I wanted and pretty much the course and the coaching definitely 
has surpassed my initial thoughts. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, because you're now coaching with Kevin. Yes. Who's yeah, an absolute legend. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say about Kevin? <laughs> yeah, I know he's going to be listening to this, but <laughs> yeah, Kevin has helped us so much. I mean, I catch up with him once a week and it's definitely the highlight of my week. I always take a massive amount of notes during our catch-ups and it started off being one page of things that I can work on and now it's sitting at about three to four pages at the end of the catch-up for things that I definitely hadn't thought of. and even if I tried to take a step back and look at things objectively or look at things from a different perspective, it still wouldn't be so stuff that I'd pick up on. So his knowledge and intellect on all things business, doesn't matter what industry it is, he just seems to find gems that you can focus on. Mm, it's that sort of bird's eye view, right? Of not working, um, working on the business, not in it and just having that, that perspective. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And with Kevin being from a creative advertising agency background as well he just sees different opportunities so clearly that's gold I love that and so you did our taking your business forward program yeah um, and then went into the coaching with Kevin back back to that program were there any takeaways that you got from the sort of you know sort of group cohort feel online um that sort of program yeah definitely um it was nice having the community to work with and obviously being an alumni now having that alumni network as well is massive and being around people that think similar but also have different experiences that you can learn from and mm. being such a honest and open communicative place you don't have to worry about how you're presenting things to people you can just have a open dialogue and get honest feedback which is amazing yeah that's so cool eh? yeah I love how um, you know, post a program like that, you're part of that alumni community and you can tap into it when you need. Uh, it's very cool. And then obviously meeting Kevin, being connected and having that coaching as well. Do you yeah. have any advice for owners that are sort of stuck in that that detail and challenge of their of their business and sort of not really sure where to go with that? Yeah. Um, firstly, contacting the Ice House is an <laughs> obvious one. <laughs> but yeah, cool. also being able to take a moment away, like possibly have a night off go stay in an airbnb somewhere with minimal internet so that you can't get distracted by facebook or instagram basically <laughs> just sit there write out everything that's in your head and then try and look at it from an outsider's perspective because mm. as soon as you see things on paper you can see it a lot easier mm. yeah that's such a good one that's so practical as well go away get off the grid write everything down that's yeah have you learned quite a few things like that in your leadership journey of okay this is what works for me writing it down dreaming big collaboration is there anything that you've really learned over that leadership journey yeah definitely I mean collaboration for me is a massive one now previously everything was sitting in my head and I'd just slowly chip away at things and then delegate off as it got to a point when I could but I've noticed that by bringing people into the journey a lot earlier um, they take ownership on tasks and they want to see it succeed. Mm, yeah, so true. And do you directly manage people within the company as well? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm sure that would come to life in a lot of those direct management situations. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I've just got this really great rounded perspective of of what you do now, John, which is really cool and the impact that you're having, but mainly the the passion that you have for keeping people healthy and, and safe. Um, I really love that. For you, if you look to, to the future, what does the future look like for you in the business? The future for us 
We'll be in a lot more retail stores, obviously, um, mm -hmm. and having our product more widely available to the public because we've got a goal to keep people safer, keep communities safer, keep businesses safer. And the only way that we can do that is by expanding our territory and expanding the amount of people that can access our products. Mm. So by growing that way, then we're able to help more people. And that's ultimately the goal for us. Awesome. Yeah, we talked a bit about that difference in uh, selling to the B2C market, right? Um, has Kevin had a bit to do in terms of supporting with, you know, the creativity around reaching those markets? Yeah, 100%. I mean, before Kevin, I hadn't even thought about B2C. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That would have been an aha moment. You've been like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, the light bulb switched on and it hasn't switched off. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, Kevin, my brain is consumed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's really cool to hear that it like sort of opened up a whole other element of how you guys can do business, right? Very, very yeah. cool. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, we really appreciated your time. Really inspired by young business owners getting out there and doing some really cool things for the community. So I appreciate all that you do and really stoked to hear that the Ice House program and the coaching with Kevin has been so successful. So looking forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. I appreciate you.